Welcome to the Andy Social Podcast. It's Saturday, the 20th of August, 2016, getting close to 7am, and um, I'm frantically recording an intro for this episode before I jet off to the airport, jet off, drive off to the airport, and then jet off to Brisbane. I've got my dad's uh, surprise 60th birthday today, so me, my brother Mitchell, and fiance and soon-to-be wife Jess, roughly, well, exactly a week time I'll be married then, so it's uh, it's all happening. Um, quickly before we dive into the episode, uh, some uh, quick things to mention. Amazon Portal, if you guys shop on Amazon, please use that portal link on andysocial.net. You can do a right-click on the link from my website and paste that into your browser favorites to make it easier. Um, any orders that you do make from Amazon um, using that link, I get a small percentage of that order, which helps fund the podcast. So your shopping experience doesn't change apart from clicking on a different link, but it has a massive impact on what I do. So any way of helping, that's a great way of, uh, of helping out the podcast. So thank you very much for the people that have been using it so far. It's been, uh, been quite cool. Um, Supporting this podcast in other ways, sharing the YouTube links. All these episodes are on YouTube as well. Um, sharing, liking, commenting, ratings and reviews on iTunes, anything that you can do that takes a couple of seconds for a few clicks and a few taps away on the keyboard can go a long way uh, for this podcast to reach more people. Um, this episode is just a short in-betweener. It's a small one. Uh, then it gets for about well, 20 or 30 minutes. Recorded last night on the way to the Baldface Stag in Leichhardt. Um, saw a friend play down there last night, which was really cool, and uh, thought I'd do a bit of a recap of uh, what's been happening over the last few months and what's coming up over the next few weeks, the next couple of months actually. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be talking a lot more in the future, a lot more episodes coming, but um, a bit more of a bit more context and explanation as to why the podcast has been a little bit sporadic over the last month or so. Uh, so. Uh, tune in hope you enjoy it uh, more stuff coming soon i'm taking my podcast stuff with me to the u.s uh in a couple of weeks time so there'll be heaps of uh, episodes coming your way over the next few months so thank you so much as always for supporting and enjoy this episode hello everyone hopefully you can uh, hear me okay i'm using my headphones to record this episode uh, it's a Friday night, about 10 to 9, and I'm driving into the city to see a friend, uh, Ian, play uh, a gig at the Ballface Stag in Leichhardt in, the, uh, in Sydney's inner, inner west. Uh, Ian plays in a band called, I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong, as I'm known to do, uh, Meridian. I probably completely butchered that. And um, I actually haven't seen them play live before, so... It'll be cool, but um, yeah, Ian's a massive supporter of us in Lord, um, always helping us out when we come down to Melbourne to play, and and a, a great mate. And uh, Ian and his girlfriend Sam are coming to to my wedding next week as well, so they're flying back up to Sydney for that. So I think the least that we can do is come out and support uh, support him tonight and uh, the other bands that are playing. And um, yeah, it should be good. It should be good. It's only going to be a brief one for, for me. And I, I think Mark's coming out as well to say hi. I think he's lending some gear uh, to Ian. Um, but yeah, for me, I've, uh, it's crunch time for the wedding. Uh, as I said, next, next week, I will be a married man as of next Friday. 
I don't know when this podcast is going to go out, go out. So it might be this Friday. It might have might be the Friday gone. Who knows? But um, yeah, it's crunch time. It's it's um, it's all hands on deck. Trying to get my head around, get out, get our heads around um, all the final touches, all the silly little things now, things that you don't normally think about, but you need to think about the logistics getting people to places at certain times, how are we going to manoeuvre different things, uh, getting items to to locations and finalising bills and making sure there's things like music and what to play the music through and the formalities and paperwork and all sorts of stuff. So it's, um, it's certainly, there's certainly a lot to it. <laughs> I've, uh, I've been quite overwhelmed over the past 18 months, to be honest, since I proposed to Jess. Um, there's just been so much discussion and debate. And, uh, it's just been a lot happening around one day. And, um, and it's, been a, it's been a journey for me personally because it's not something, your, your traditional wedding is not something that really did interest me a great deal. Um, for me, the commitment is all about committing on an emotional level and and being there as physically as a as a partner as as a person and um the formalities of it you know going through a ceremony and you know legally binding and and whatnot is not something that is has been and and still is to a degree of major importance to me because that's not why i proposed I proposed because I've found the person that pretty much just ticks every box for me and, and is my best friend and someone who just will do anything and everything for me and somebody that I feel the same for and, and that I wouldn't hesitate to drop everything for Jess. And those are the reasons why I proposed. Um, and over this period of time, this journey, I've had to go through a lot of these things and have to question myself as to my um, where my importance lies, where my focus is. And, and I think a lot of my personal beliefs of it all um, are fine, but, you know, there's a number of people involved <laughs> and... And over time, I've realised that it is a really special day and it is special even from a law-binding contractual agreement, setting in stone, pen to paper, um, but the, the glitz um, of the wedding itself, every component of it is special and and it's really, while it is a day for both of us, it's really a day for Jess as well. And I think, you know, stereotypically for most women, girls, you grow up and probably dream of getting married. You get you fantasise or envision what your wedding day would be like, the dress that you wear, the, the way that the ceremony is, where it's going to be reception your family your friends being there and you have a you have a dream you have a, a a vision in your head of what it's going to look like and um i think going back to stereotypes for a lot of guys 
we probably don't think about that as much. Um, our heads are usually in different areas. Um, so it's, um, it's definitely a clash of worlds to come together and find, um, find the compromise and the understanding of each other. And I think looking on it now and where we are with a week to go, like this time next week, I will be married. I will have a wife. I'll be a husband. It's weird to say. Um, but I've, I really think that sitting where I am now, the process of a wedding for me is the first real step in marriage. It seems to be the first test, the test of patience, compromise, understanding, empathy, sympathy, um, really having perspective from the other, other side and really showing that understanding and having responsibility as well. Um, there's been many a time where I've had to take a step back and throw judgment on myself and realize that some of the things that I'm doing and saying from a place of selfishness rather than a place of maturity and, um, and something, something that a husband, a husband to be, um, should be acting upon, you know, sometimes getting clouded by my own stubbornness and, and beliefs of what I think is important, what I think is not important. And, um, it, it's been a journey for me and it's been a, a test and, um, you know, it certainly has had its ups and downs along the way. And I certainly, I think in hindsight, there's many a time where I could have handled myself a lot better. And I'm very thankful that Jess is still, still willing to marry me after my little hissy fits at times about why we're doing this and why we're spending money on that. And why, why are we going through with this tradition when the tradition doesn't really have any logical uh, rationale or anything like that. And um, I'm very thankful grateful that um that jess is, hasn't completely ditched me after all those uh those events along the way but um it's been a test for me um and i think that sitting where i am now um i'm definitely a better person for it and i think i'm better prepared to be a husband by going through this process and i i have a lot more respect for that journey I have a lot more respect for that, for the, for the, for the event itself and the meaning behind it. And there is meaning about celebrating and emphasizing and putting focus on a, a period of time, a moment in time to really demonstrate our love for each other in front of people that mean the most to us. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, maybe it's a bit of a coming of age <laughs> moment for me as well. So it's, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a very interesting journey. And I think even now just talking about it out loud, which I don't get a, a great deal of opportunity to do so, um, now I'm starting to really get some clarity um, over, over the whole picture and, and, and where I stand and where I am in, in this, this big journey of life. So it's... Um, yeah, it's, there's, it's definitely been rewarding. Um, so over the next few days, um, I've still got some work to do. There's lots of band stuff that's happening. So on top of the wedding, um, as a lot of you guys know, we, um, 
as a band head over to the US to play Prog Power USA in Atlanta. Um, so the day after my wedding, Jess and I go away for a few days to Melbourne. Just going to get away for a few days and just try and decompress and just enjoy each other's company and not have to worry about uh, meeting up with people, um, you know, having a schedule or an agenda or having to be anywhere at a particular time. And if things pop up or we feel like we want to do something, then we can do it. If we don't and we just want to veg out, eat and drink and whatever, then we can do that. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, only for four days, uh, which is still pretty good. But um, I get back into Sydney and the following morning, I'm on a plane with the guys to LA and uh, it's pretty much bang on from there. And uh, we're in LA for a few days. Then we jet over to New York for a few days and then, uh, and then over to Atlanta or down to Atlanta, I should say for the festival and uh, we'll be kicking off the festival with the first band on. It's a four night festival. It's really cool the way that they set this festival up. Um, there's only about five or six bands on each night and um, we're the first band on. We all get a minimum, I think every band gets at least an hour set. I think the headliners get uh, an hour and a half. So the headliners for each night off the top of my head um, uh, Dragon Force, Blind Guardian, I'm going to get the order mixed up here, Fate's Warning and Devon Townsend. So um, I think it might be the other way around for the last two, but it's going to be really cool. And um, to be able to go over there for the first time as a band and play um, and, and have an hour set as a debut show and to have a great crowd in front of us, it's just going to be it's going to be really, really cool, and um, I hope, I really do hope it's going to be the start of um, many more visits to come, uh, even, even with that painstaking visa process, uh, which was, um, we didn't even participate in the entire process. We were very lucky to have petitioners over there doing a lot of the legwork for us, but the, uh, the involvement that we did have was uh, very full-on and quite uh, convoluted and annoying but uh yeah so hopefully this will be the first of many trips over to the united states to play and um hopefully we get a lot of buzz from our show hopefully it goes well hopefully there's no train wrecks <laughs> we've been rehearsing a lot and uh trying to iron out all the bugs we're using backing tracks and whatnot and we're hoping that they don't die on us during the set so it's um you know we'll just cross our fingers and, and hope for the best but uh we're i think we're going to be running on adrenaline, we're going to be uh, on all cylinders, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, so the last few weeks leading up to now with the wedding, but also finalising uh, the US trip has been pretty stressful. I've had to more or less pack, pack two bags um, for Melbourne, pack another bag for the US, um, and then I've got a pile of clothes and whatnot that are getting uh, put aside for our second part of the honeymoon, which is going to be in Europe. So when we get back to the US, I've got a couple of days back in Sydney and then Jess and I jet off to Europe for almost five weeks. So we're going to uh, go to Barcelona for a couple of weeks, hang out there. We've got a nice Airbnb and pretty much a similar thing to Melbourne. We're just going to 
chill out and base ourselves there. We're going to explore Barcelona, maybe travel around Spain a bit. We'll we'll see what uh, what we feel like doing, and then uh, from there we're going to go to Prague, and we're going to stay in Prague for about two weeks as well. Same sort of deal, Airbnb right in the center of Prague. Just going to chill out, have a good time, uh, travel a bit around uh, Czech, and see what we see what's there to offer. We've got a few ideas of things we want to check out, but no schedule or itinerary, which I'm um, definitely a sucker for. Jess has had to rein me in a little bit and say no, no schedule this time, no day by day uh, (laughs) itineraries that we need to follow. And from an OCD uh, side of me, um, you know, I I tend to get quite stressed when, um, when I'm not following an itinerary so this will be a bit of a challenge for me but I'm looking forward to just really decompressing there's been a lot happening this year so many things in my life that have uh, been challenging rewarding character building there's just been so much happening and um, it'll be good just to really sort of reflect and and think about you know the life ahead for both of us band, everything, this podcast, which um, I've, it's been eating at me, not being able to be as consistent as I have been in the past. I really want to make a big thing of this podcast, but um, the last few weeks of having um, sporadic episodes here and there um, has really sort of uh, gnawed away at me and made me feel anxious and I've tried my best just to calm down and realize that the only person making the rules is me (laughs) I'm not answering to anyone in particular but um yeah it's just um yeah I I really want to have the time in Europe to to enjoy my surroundings be mindful of where I am aware of where, where I am not stress about the future not stress about where I've been but reflect and and, and get excited about what's to come and, and maybe do a little bit of planning. Um, just be motivated and, and get into a really positive headspace about, about life, about everything. There's, there's a lot of stuff we've got to do. There's a lot of debt coming uh, for, for us. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just got to, got to get the right plan in place, but we'll be fine. Um, yeah, so... I don't know where I'm going with this podcast uh, episode as we speak right now. I'm driving along the M4 heading towards the city. It's about an hour drive uh, in from where I um, am staying tonight. Um, I'm actually flying up to Brisbane tomorrow, early tomorrow morning with Jess and my brother uh, for a surprise birthday for my dad. It's his 60th. So we're going up there for a um, a birthday party it's uh, a barefoot bowls shindig so from my international friends um, I don't know if you know of lawn bowls but it's pretty much lawn bowls but um, uh, I like to think at least in Queensland I don't know about other states but in Queensland they've modernized it a little bit I think a lot more younger people go to bowling club bowling clubs so it's usually reserved for the elderly (laughs) but a lot more young people go there um, there's a lot more of a drinking culture associated with, with it now um, rather than like just a pension, a social thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's barefoot bowls. You take your shoes off, um, 
play bowls if you want to, but more or less uh, food and drink, a bit of a social gathering, have a good time. And uh, yeah, it should be really fun. So we've um, actually, I will fill you guys in on um, what I, what we uh, got dad for, for his 60th. I was racking my brain trying to think of things and I'm one of the worst people for gifts and I might actually do an episode uh, down the track about just gift giving because I, I think gift giving for me is I'm on, I'm on this journey and I can see where I'm going with it but gift giving for me has been such a struggle. It's, it's a stress for me. I, uh, I have a sense of anxiety when I think of giving gifts. I like to think that I'm generous, but I have a, have a difficulty with my generosity in the sense that when I'm thinking of other people and, and thinking about what to get people and when I, I really struggle to think about what to get for people and as a result, I really kick myself because I like to think that I know people better and I should know what to get people because I know them well enough. Um, so there's a whole process to that and I'll leave that for another episode down the track where I'll, I'll ramble on about that. But um, yeah, I really struggled to think about what to get dad and over the years, um, I'm, I'm one of those sons that just gets the voucher. You know, and in Australia, we've got Bunnings, which is a big hardware mega warehouse uh, chain in Australia, which is really, really cool. And as I get older, I seem to uh, find more and more of a fascination for the place. <laughs> so I don't know if that just comes with age, but um, anyway, every time I walk in there, I seem to get more and more excited on each occasion. But um, I definitely have a reputation like a lot of sons out there to just to take the easy way out and get vouchers for my family. But um, this year I thought, oh, I've got to, I've got to do something a bit more. And um, if I do a voucher, it's got to be for something. It, it can't just be redeemed for money, you know, and to, to spend on something. And uh, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, I've been absolutely obsessed with the minimalists. Uh, if you guys haven't heard it yet, you need to check it out. And a massive thanks and credit to Kurt from Podkembler for referring me to that. I have to, I haven't even messaged you about it, Kurt, but um, it's just absolutely blown me away. And, and I'm going to, I'll have to do an episode on that down the track because um, that's another thing altogether, but I'll, I'll leave that to now. But um, one of the things about minimalism is, you know, not focusing on the tangibles as much and thinking about experiences. And, and that's the thing, they're the things that we retain um, more so than items. And, um, and I thought, well, you know, everything that I would buy dad and I'm looking at, you know, the horrible novelty gift, you know, gift shops, especially the knickknacky novelty dad stores where you get, you know, car items and football, sports paraphernalia and oh, I don't know, all that sort of stereotypical rubbish. That sort of stuff just ends up in a box somewhere or left in, left in its packaging or re-gifted or not, never used, sitting in a cupboard somewhere. So um, I didn't want to do that. So there's a couple of things that I decided to do. Um, and I, Yeah, I am getting to it. <laughs> One of them was um, I thought about getting Dad a nice bottle or something and yeah okay I can hear everyone groan straight away because I was building up to this thing like I was gonna say something inc incredibly special but it ended up being a bottle or something but um, <laughs> uh, it was a bottle of scotch and I got him a, a bottle of um, Johnny Walker blue blue label and um, for you guys out there that 
uh, well versed with spirits. Um, I'm not typically either myself, but um, Blue Label is a very nice spirit, um, extremely smooth and quite expensive. It's not super expensive, but it's a couple hundred dollars for a bottle. I might get a slight discount, but um, you know, it's it's not a cheap bottle. And um, I thought it might have some significance. It's not something that Dad would guzzle down. It might be something that he opens down the track and has on a special occasion or doesn't open and just leaves it for a few years. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether Blue Label would um, increase in value. It's, I have no idea. But, um, yeah, just a bit of a symbol more so than just a bottle of booze to drink, um, something of of monetary value but something just just shows that there's i don't know i mean i think people that probably drink alcohol would probably relate to it and relate to the value that it might hold other people that aren't interested in alcohol would 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 not see the value in it um dad's not a big drinker which i think sort of adds to that value because i think he will appreciate it more by having a little bit every once in a while or or just idolizing it on the shelf, idolizing it, such a bad word, but, you know, appreciating it on the shelf. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's one of the presents that, uh, that we chipped in for together. And the other one was, I was looking for a voucher of, a, of an experience of some sort. And I was looking at skydiving, um, but my dad's done that before. I think he did it for his 40th, um, did a tandem skydive, which was pretty cool. And, I was looking at helicopter and plane joy rides, uh, driving experiences, all sorts of different things like that. And um, and I thought they're all cool and, and I think dad would enjoy them. But I don't know. I mean, from my end, I, I keep wanting to try and find something different. And I really wanted something that paled in comparison to the bottle of booze that I that we've got in. I wanted something that is just completely opposite, unexpected, something that would maybe even raise his eyebrows and go, oh, yeah, this is a bit interesting <laughs> and maybe even be a little bit sceptical of, of it. Um, but hopefully by going through with whatever it is, oh, God, I should pay attention to what I'm doing while I'm driving. I'm getting in the wrong lane. Um, oh. I'm a horrible city driver. Um, yeah, but once um, having the experience, having his eyes opened up. So what I got him and a bit of inspiration from Jake Skinner, who was previously on the podcast, and uh, Kurt as well, who's um, from Podkembler, who's um, been to one of these before as well. Um, I got him some vouchers for uh, sensory depra- deprivation tanks, so flotation therapy. So um, for anyone who's listening for the first time or hasn't listened to the episode with Jake, um, I can't even remember what episode it is, 50, 51, something like that, 52. Um, either way, uh, flotation tanks is um, it's like a small confined space. It's like a cocoon um, that is filled with... Uh, a high concentrate of salt. Um, I'm explaining this very, very simply in very basic terms, um, but it is there to provide the sensation of weightlessness, um, pure floating, where your nothing, none of your body is feeling the weight, um, feeling that 
that sensation of weight, uh, you know, and the, the temperature of the water um, gets so close to your body temperature that after a while you don't even feel the water level against the side of your body. So you float there. And the idea is that you float there in this state for a minimum of an hour. And it gives time for your body to relax, you know, your joints to relax. Apparently it's, um, I haven't done it yet, which is ridiculous. I keep raving on about how great this is, but I haven't even done it yet. I just, everyone keeps saying how amazing it is and I'm totally enthused and motivated by it, but I just haven't got around to doing it. So best, best, uh, next best thing is I'm just referring everyone else to it. Uh, so I'll get there eventually, but, um, yeah, the, the purpose of it is, I mean, apparently there's, a, there's fantastic benefits for, for joints, muscles, um, but it's also an amazing thing for the mind. It gives the mind a chance to relax. Uh, there's no distractions. There's no, um, no data, no, nothing floating around in front of you. Um, I'm, trying, I'm losing the word, but there's nothing in front of you that's distracting you from what's happening. Um, no sights, um, sound. Uh, anything that that really sort of distracts you from thought and it gives your mind a chance to just completely zone out and just let it run free and apparently over time as you get further and further into the into the session your mind really goes on an incredible journey Um, and apparently it's it's really rewarding it's quite therapeutic why they call it therapy Um, so I thought it'd be a great thing to um, to have my dad experience and I think my dad gets a kick out of trying new things and and likes the novelty of things as well so I think initially he'll go in just for a bit of a kick just to have a laugh and and say that he's done something different but I thought I'm not going to catch him out this time I'm going to give him three sessions so he's forced to go three times and it's not an hour they're an hour and a half each so uh, he's really going to get thrown in the deep end with this and but luckily he'll he'll float (laughs) excuse the pun but um i i really i'm confident based off everything that everyone's been saying and dad has um you know some joint issues and, and whatnot over the years and i guess being 60 years old you know things catch up with you over time and um i thought maybe this might be there might be multiple benefits for him not just mind but body as well so i'm looking forward to seeing what his reaction will be when, uh, when he sees the vouchers, the, the three sessions for flotation uh, therapy and, um, and then what his thoughts are afterwards. So I, I think it'd be really, really interesting to see what he, what he thinks. And maybe I might have to um, get him on the podcast. I wonder if he'll, uh, he'll agree to do so. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited with that one. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, um, I have been carrying on. Hopefully it's been mildly entertaining or informative or whatever positivity can come from uh, my rambles. I have just rocked up to the venue now and uh, getting ready to park. I'm just watching a very very drunk, slow guy walk across the road. Thanks, dickhead. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks, guys. I keep promising for more episodes. They will come. They're coming slowly. I've got lots of plans to record. It's just, uh, you know, I've got a few things going on at the moment, but we'll get there. Anyway, um, take care, guys. Speak soon and blah, blah, blah. See you. Bye. You're ready. You're ready. Social. You're ready.